0: Everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochalillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also <laughs> thank the contributors to my show who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Joseph Simkovic, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Mizaida, Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, root worker, and witch. You can find her at Missaida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. And this episode is being sponsored by Ginger Glasser. And you can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. And she's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and spiritual healer. And you can find her at tarotbyginger.com. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Von Brashler, and she has been on a few times before. And he's written about twelve or fifteen books—I don't know how many—and he also has released scrolls. Thanks
1: for coming on. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Who, whoever thought it would come to this? Twenty (laughs) twenty-three, we go back to scrolls. Wait, but we're gonna—we're doing a series of them.
0: Yeah. So next you're going to do hieroglyphs, right?
1: No, no, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do Stone tablets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, little pictures of little animals. A man. Yeah. Well, I, I can't even draw that well, so. I, <laughs> we'll stick with
0: this. So what are the scrolls about? What gave you the idea to do them?
1: Yeah, so the, well... You know, I was talking with uh, Chris McClure, the director over at Redfeather at Schiffer Books, Pennsylvania. And, we, and I said, we need to come up with a series that introduces topics broadly mm-hmm. and gets people involved in a topic. And really open it, opens it up. Not with a point of view, but just opens it up. He said, like a magazine article. I said, kind of like a magazine article, but longer. And he said, well, how long do you want it? I said, "Well, I'm thinking like little, like I don't know, like, fifty pages." He says, "Why don't we do a scroll?"
2: <laughs> I <It> said, <laughs> "Scroll."
1: He said, "Yeah, yeah." The more I I thought of it, the more I liked it, you know, because I think that, I think we're going into a mini dark age, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that we're headed toward a golden age. I think we are. But before that's going to come a dark age where things are being repressed and hidden Mm. and information that was once broadly discussed and opened to all and, 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 and not hidden will suddenly be things that you need to hide, you know. And so I thought back to like the 50s. I mean, it really impressed me as a young guy. The To find out that was in 1955, they found the Nag Hammadi Library mm-hmm. buried in earth pot, clay pots in, in the ground. And, and they'd been there for centuries and centuries. And, and then they found the Dead Sea Scrolls in the mm-hmm. 50s as well, buried in caves. And then they found the Babylonian tablets in Old Mesopotamia. And I thought, you know, it comes to that, you know, where the truth needs to be hidden from time to time. You know, and, and a lot of times we hide them in um, in nursery rhymes or mythology myths. You know, mm-hmm. and then well, well that that that's cute, but then people just remember that story. They don't see the inner truth. Not everybody, you know. So I thought, well, you know, talk on it. Let's do it. So we put our thinking caps on, and mine never quite quite fit. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it was really crazy what I came up with uh, talking to him. I said, well, you know, the biggest sheet-fed, sheet-fed press we can get in the country is, uh, it's like a foot wide by, uh, what was it, 21 inches long? I forgot. I researched this. And it was a sheet-fed press. And I said, we would get it on glossy paper. We'll use gold type. Uh, and we'll... Um, We'll have several sheets, and we'll roll them up in a one-inch tube, plastic tube. He says, that's your idea of a scroll. I said, I've never seen a scroll. (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, I said, well, let's think about it. I said, I tell you what, let's not, you or I, think about it too much. Let's let your art department work on it. And they did. And I'm really happy. Um, They had to go all around the world to find a press. They could do one continuous long roll of paper. Mm-hmm. And and they found it. And then it's it's like it's a parchment, you know, kind of kind of parchment type paper. It has that feel? And then the, the, the you know the color of ink that we use, we, we're looking for like gold and silver to look at make it look antique. And then we just did an overview of each subject. So the first two we're releasing are past lives. And then also Lucid Dreams. Oh, and it will ha- we'll have two coming out next yeah, year as right well.
0: They're pretty cool. Yeah,
1: they're pretty cool. See, like see so, so, so there's two. There's a, there's a one that sends yep. on the left, and then it reads left to right like normal. Yeah. And then there's a receiving scroll. And so there's a place marker, you notice, mm-hmm. so that when you're rolling, you know, you can mark your place. And you, you, you can put them back in the case. Yep. And these two scrolls. It work, it works a lot easier than a person might think. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is yeah.
0: easier. Story, this is nothing. the first time I've ever read a scroll too.
1: Yeah, and, and it's in a plastic case, so if you want to bury it in your yard <laughs> of <come laughs> the dark ages, you're ready. Because nothing will permeate that plastic, right? Right.
0: So yeah, they're they're fantastic. So next one's on lucid dreaming.
1: Lucid dreams, yeah. And so we tried to do an overview of the subject, like like historically throughout time and in different cultures Mm -hmm. kind of like a a big broad feature magazine article but more of a book and we tried to give a feel like this is this is what people thought about past lives in 2023 there were different ways to think about it and i didn't want it just to be a book about for or against reincarnation Mm -hmm. or looking at reincarnation because there's more than that it's the idea that that People have lived before and may live again, and it takes uh, different consequences and different different uh, different uh, shades of gray
0: <laughs> so you mentioned like we're uh, sort of going back into a dark age where we might have some of these things yeah. that be, need to be kept secret and you know that seems to be something that's been going on now for thousands and thousands of years with the same yeah. truth
1: yeah I mean, well, why well, why is that? Why is that? Well, you know, from time to time people get open-minded and 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 new ideas flourish and some people feel challenged by that. And um, you know, just when you think everybody's kind of like, oh, kind of like kind of open-minded, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't like that. <laughs> and they want to they suddenly <laughs> want to burn books or ban books. And and I never thought it would be happening in, you know, 2023, mm-hmm. but not to be political, but but it's happening. You know, and it's a matter of concern, and I don't want to touch on politics of it, right? But I, but I think that from time to time we do go through a period of uh, revision, where, let's say, conservative forces don't want um, everyone to see the same picture. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm saying everyone see the same picture, mm-hmm. but they, they don't want everything under under discussion some things are taboo topics
0: Hmm. and 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 why is something as simple as um
1: self-awareness a threat i don't know well okay maybe i do know maybe we all know it's the idea Hmm. that that the, the an individual can think for himself or herself that is for some some people threatening you know they would rather have somebody thinking for you, <laughs> and and that kind of worries me. And I hope your listeners as well.
0: Yeah, it's such a strange thing that I mean, it does make sense to people that you know don't want people thinking for themselves because more, they they lose power, they lose control. It's pretty simple. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and, and I think this, too. This, this this happens a lot in. Uh, um, uh, religious traditions i'm not going to pick on any one because mm-hmm. this, this tends to happen you know where where philosophy is like well we'll discuss the topic in religion this is the truth mm-hmm. and, and you better sign on or, or you're on the bad list you know <laughs> and i i swear to you at one time i lived on a mountaintop in oregon and and uh i had roommates and from time to time i you know I remember I had two roommates that belonged to a church. I won't say which one, and because they uh were living together and they weren't married, they were coming and looking for them and I don't think they were going to discuss things with them. I think they were going to pick them up and take them in a car and in and, and program them <laughs> you mm. know and this, and this sort of thing happens you know uh who's doing your thinking for you? I mean, to my mind, um, everyone has a responsibility to find truth for himself or herself. That is your responsibility. Right. You know, that's why we're here. We're, we're to sort this thing out as best we can, to walk your own path and make your own decisions and, and sort it out, because I don't think anyone can do it for you. Right. <laughs> a
0: little kitty cat.
1: <laughs> kitty cat has to go out. Kitty cat says, I've heard enough of this guy. <laughs> He's wacko. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Everyone's a critic. Okay. You should see her when she edits. <laughs> jumps on the keyboard and whacks, whacks. I says, come on, some of it's <laughs> got to be good. Whack, whack. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I always think of like what Krishnamurti said when he, he had a, a huge overnight following of thousands of people. And he came out of the East. He was a, he was a Indian sage. And people were following him everywhere. He would have a lecture, and ten thousand people or more would show up everywhere he spoke. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he would answer questions. He'd say, ask, ask questions, and he'd look at him and say, "No, that's not the question you really want me to answer." And he would say something else. I mean, he was quite, he was quite a guy. And and anyway, ultimately, he got up in front of a group at an annual gathering and said. I can no longer lead you. You have to lead yourself," he said. "Truth is, is a, a, a pathless journey, you know. And you must be your own teacher, and you must be your own student. And I thought, well, that kind of like takes teachers out of the picture, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's that's it. I think we're all kind of, we're all kind of searching. We're all seekers. We're all searchers. all looking for answers we're all looking for a way to make our way through this life journey and it's our personal responsibility to do it individually
0: i completely 100 percent agree with that and um you know i also you know you've all, all your books somehow point in that direction too, into like what is the truth and you know I think sometimes there's certain, I don't know. Like, for me, the the process of learning this has been two parts. One, getting rid of all that old programming that I learned as a kid, growing up in, with parents and schools and society and religion, and, and and trying to dismantle that programming, to make room for something new. That's, that's like the first part of it. And then the second part of it seems to be, experimental. It's okay. okay. I got rid of all this stuff. Now, what do I want to fill this empty space with? And how do I do that? How do I direct my thoughts, direct my intention, direct my will to to, to get those other things?
1: Right, right. And it took me so long to get my head wrapped around that that it was an individual journey and an individual decision and an individual responsibility. And then I came to the conclusion that, oh my gosh, you know, Individual, I mean, how individual are we? You know, I mean, I think we're just all part of one large consciousness. Mm-hmm. Me too. One large soul. We're just fragments of it. We're little chips off of a big boulder. Mm-hmm. Little sparks off of a big flame. And, and 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 it's no longer about me. I mean, I have to find my way back as a spark. To the, to the flame, the eternal flame. That might be figurative, it might be real. I'm not quite sure yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like it's such a weird thing. It's like, well, what is the universe? Well, you are the universe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all within you. And all the answers are within you. And all the questions. And the questions are bigger than the answers. Because mm-hmm. they lead you there. Right. People should never be afraid of the questions. And they, but they should be afraid when someone says, "I have the answer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What well, the, the answers that I have are
0: the answers that are that are for me, you know. And, and I think yeah. that's for all of us, even if the answers are the same. There's still yeah. a very personal journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So we had a Christmas, uh, or Christmas, an Easter miracle here. Um, And um, I was trying to get some rats out of a metal storage shed in the back. I had tried everything from fragrances to lure them away. Mint is supposed to be good, Mm -hmm. sometimes is. I've tried live trapping, way too smart for that. I tried telepathically asking them to leave, Mm -hmm. a la Pandora. They said, no, don't think so. And finally, I said, okay, I am going to put out uh, you know, hard traps. Don't want to, but have to. So, you know, I was catching rats every night. And one night, my my little chipmunk that I feed out with the birds out front Mm -hmm. was trapped in it, and he wasn't dead. It was miraculous, because he's not very big. Right. And this big old rat trap was just down upon him, and I realized that he was alive, and I sprung the trap and he jumped out to my surprise. He was mobile and he ran under the shed. So for three days I put a uh, peanut butter because <laughs> that was on the trap. I knew he liked it mm-hmm. and I put water underneath that shed and every morning it would be gone. I thought, well, maybe rats are you know, eating it. I don't know. But on the fourth day, it happened to be Easter. And on that morning of the fourth day, there was a lot of peanut butter and a lot of water as though none had been taken. Hmm. I thought, oh, well, he died, you know. So I went out front, and there he is.
2: <laughs> there he is. And he's,
1: he's hopping around with the squirrels and the birds and the and the deer eating bird seed out front. <laughs> and I thought, my gosh, it's an Easter miracle. On the third day, he rose again, you know. Yeah. Right? So, I, so I thought, oh, I, I know how this goes. Uh, he is the, the way, the truth, and the chipmunk. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I said, d- d- don't start any organizations and I'll, I'll feed you peanuts. He <laughs> thought that was fine, just fine with him. Wow. Did you ever get rid of the rats? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But it's an ongoing thing because I live on a little island. Uh, and it's very you know it's it's basically eight acres of forest, mm-hmm. so um they're everywhere you know and and they can burrow in and get in and and I keep spraying with mint and putting out uh poison and sometimes I resort to those big heavy traps mm. but uh um, yeah i I think I you know you can get rid of them for a while and then they come back' cause they just they endure. They'll probably be here after we are. <laughs> <laughs> but where will we be? That's the question. Right.
0: It's, it's, they, they endure just like those rats that send us into the dark ages every 100 years or so.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, after the dark ages, as I understand it, people were afraid. But they had to leave the cities because, you know, there was, the plague was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they left those cities that were plague infested. And they went into the woods, and then that started that whole kind of period where they were thinking of people were afraid of the things in the woods, you know, the the wolves, you know, that howl at night, you know, and things like that. And it's like, you know, suddenly this the nature was dangerous and not our friend anymore. Hmm. That's a, that's a strange belief. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather take my chances out in the woods than in the city on the street. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if a bear eats you, at least you know he, he, you know he got a good meal. Yeah.
0: So what really got you into all these esoteric subjects?
1: Well, uh, I guess I wasn't a normal child. I mean, I thought I was. But when I was um, mm-hmm. in the first grade, the teacher asked us all, I think you're the second person I've told the story to. I think maybe the third. Um, where are you all from? Are you from this city? Uh, just say where you're from if you're not from here. Or if you move from another part of town, tell us that. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I was just sitting in the back row thinking, what whose hair can I pull? <laughs> <laughs> that was a rotten cat. And she says, Vaughn, stand up. I said, Okay. What 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 what? Says, Where are you from? He said, and without blinking, and I said Venus. I said Venus. Where you mean Venus? Said the planet. And now, I wasn't particularly bright when I was six, and not particularly bright now. But I was, I yeah. You know, I didn't know about the you know much about the planets or mm-hmm. any. I didn't think. I didn't, even, didn't even think about such things. But the the answer was so spontaneous and unrehearsed it was startling and afterwards i said what did i just tell her you know and i started having odd situations like um i might have said on your program about how i had this this time lapse when i was a little boy I was like 11 and i and i got sick at the berry field and i and i asked if i could ride back on the bus and they said not till the end of the day and, well, my whole idea of going to the berry field was just to eat all their berries and swim in the river. And I didn't care about working, <laughs> but I wanted to go home because I was sick. I was sick, really sick. And, I, and I, it just wasn't like a little sick, but a big sick. So I started to walk and I walked up the uh, the railroad tracks that led from that we, we passed to go to the berry field. And I walked and walked and walked and walked. And. I hadn't gone very far, really, but I looked back and I waved and I couldn't see my friends anymore. And then I rounded the corner and turned to go. And I took one step forward and everything went black. And the next thing I knew, I was in front of my house, which is about 20 miles away. And I stepped off the railroad tracks and got into my house. And it was later in the day. But it seemed that it happened happened, instantaneously Mm -hmm. and I had to admit later on that the railroad tracks don't stop in front of my house you know so I I I started having these time slippages these out-of-body experiences and and I started to have frankly um, glimpses remembrances of past lives which were very vivid you know and very detailed and not at all like me now, and it's not like, oh, uh, you know I was a rock star, no, 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 I nothing glamorous about it, you know, I was a farmer, you know, or i was a i was <laughs> I was at someone who who stole things I remember <laughs> that was one of my lives. I remember I was a woman that was trying to go across Europe in the first world war with two little children uh, amid all of the chaos and bombing. And, destruction and and you know this common lives you know everyday lives I remember being in Troy during the fall of the Trojan wall you know what that was like I remember being with my mother behind the wall waiting for us to be you know um, invaded the wall to open basically Um, and, and these were things I couldn't readily talk to my friends about because they just wanted to talk about baseball and fishing and riding bikes. And that was good, too, but they didn't seem to have any of these experiences. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what well, kind of a strange, weird, messed-up kid am I? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they seemed real. And if it seems real, uh, and, you know, at some point you have to d- decide it is real. And if it's not in your, your memory of something that happened to you in this life, then it must be from a previous life. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, I always wanted to do a past life regression to see what I could remember because I don't seem to remember anything like now, like no memories have have come back to me. But I definitely believe, you know, that our energy keeps on manifesting and re-manifesting
1: because that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense because if you think of us as energy, and I think the physicists have caught up with the, the, you know, the mystics now, and they they understand that everything is, everything is energy. And, and that inside of us is pure energy, Mm -hmm. our, our consciousness, our spirit, if you will. And that's, that's eternal. That's, that's energy, you know, that, 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 that kind of, you know, energetic consciousness that, that spark within us is non-material, you know, and it, it it exists for all time. It, it knows where you've been, it knows who you are, where you're headed, where you're going, it knows the future, you know, it, you know, and and getting in touch with that inner self is probably the greatest thing anyone could ever do. Hmm. Um. So, at what age were
0: you, like, was, I, I know, like, for me, even, like, you know, when I was a kid, there wasn't a whole lot of information about these subjects out there. No. So, and so, it, it, what did you do?
1: <laughs> and it was all crazy, you know. I remember, you know, there would be, like, gypsies that could tell your fortune, right? Well, I didn't know mm-hmm. any gypsies, you know, didn't know any gypsies. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounded cool, but I didn't, you know, I, you know, I didn't, didn't know anything about it, and... Um, Nobody was talking about that every everything was like um you're born, you die, you go to hell heaven or you go to hell mm-hmm. that's it you know and and it's just you know it's like I said, well, that's kind of wasteful <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> you know you just like you know you, you you live you know a certain number of years, not that many and then and then boo, you just you know throw them away into darkness it's, oh no no it's it's glorious, and it's eternal and I said, but it doesn't change that's it, so to me. To me, that sounded like a terminal, a terminal life sentence. Mm-hmm. You were gonna, you were, you know, and, and I and I and I maintain that we are basically linear thinkers. Thinkers, yeah, we are. You know, your life starts. It, 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 you, you have an excellent life. You get old. It all goes dark, and that's it. And then uh, that's the end. And then you put them on a bus and you ship them somewhere, and they sit around with all the beautiful people forever. Well, that's not a life, you know. So, I mean, a lot of, for a lot of people, they say, well, you know, when you die, you go to heaven, or you go to paradise, or you go to nirvana, you know, you go to another, you know, another place, heavenly reward, a higher life uh, place, you don't necessarily come back here and live again. And I turn right around, and I say, well, well, that's that's a belief in a past life, because you're saying that you live this life, and then you're going to live another life. That's okay, right? You know, and I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like, these people are fighting me all the time. I said, I think I'll look in the Holy Writ. I looked in the Old and New Testament, and I found 11, 12 examples in the Old and New Testament of references to reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't say it's a real thing, but it says that the people that wrote it and 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 were spoken of in the Bible thought that it was a real thing, you know. For instance, people thought that um, Jesus—this is—he's his own followers thought he was the the prophet uh, Elijah. Uh, then John the Baptist died, and then he became someone else. He became Jesus, you know. So I mean, there's all these examples, you know, and 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 and. and it, not just the Old Testament, but but in the New Testament, and then when, when you know, okay, the the only person that ever rose from the dead, according to my friends down at the church, are the people who who, uh, uh, who were who were on the cross and then they died and and then they were resurrected, mm-hmm. like like my chipmunk after three days, and and then, but if you read it read it carefully, as I have done. It says that everyone on this day in you know, everyone in that holy sepulchre, everyone that he was on the cross with, all of these were also resurrected on that day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, you have old people brought back to life <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> you know. So I'm thinking like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you have to you have to recognize that early Christians and, and many Jews believed in reincarnation. Right. Now, there's different ways to think of reincarnation. That's certainly true. You know, even in places like India, the Hindus have various ideas right. of, are you going to be reincarnated as a person or, or a, a, a cow? A toad. <laughs> a toad, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good.
0: Yeah. yeah so, I
1: was going to say that in India, mm-hmm. um, most of the sects, sects believe in transmigration of souls. They believe you could come back as a spitting cobra, you could come back as a cow, come back as a gator, an alligator, a oh. crocodile, they'd say crocodile. Sorry. Um, and there's there's only one prevalent sect, apparently, and that's the Krishnas. Remember at the... Yeah. Holy Krishna at the, at the, at the uh, airport. Well, they believe that you come back as a person. So... Well, Christians have a lot, uh, to, you know, to do with that. Of course, there's a similarity of Christ consciousness and Krishna consciousness. Uh, people who are interested in the parallels might want to explore Krishna versus Christ consciousness. It's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I always
0: thought, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I even wonder. There's, there's, I read one book where he talked about like Krishna, Jesus, Buddha. Um, Muhammad, Saint Germain, yeah, all sort of being the reincarnation of the same soul,
1: yeah. The great stories of like Saint Germain, you know, uh, living many, many lives, you yeah. Know? Um, fascinating stories. Now, you know, I think a lot of people like you don't have memories. Uh, at least clear memories of past lives mm-hmm. and and that's a beautiful thing it's, it's we're probably programmed that way we probably like it that way we, on re-entry we said we we don't want the emotional baggage we don't want the, to remember how painful it was cuz life can be beautiful but life can be painful
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know you know i i i died one life uh, miserably you know and one you know i, I endured a lot of you know unfortunate Um, experiences. And and people don't want to remember that. It's just too much to bear, you know. So it's probably beautiful. But apparently some people are born with a lot of memory. Mm -hmm. You know, Plato wrote about that. It was a theory of uh, recollection. And in that theory of recollection, he talks about a priori knowledge, where a child could be born with the Apparently, innate knowledge of another language, mm-hmm. never taught to it, never exposed to it, they could speak this other language. You know, um, I, I've had this experience myself twice. Now, I can barely speak English, to be honest. But mm-hmm. when I was in in Puerto Rico once, mm-hmm. I, I was going to a beach motel. I think it's called Atlantic One, and um, I liked it because they'd serve coffee in the morning, really strong, and you could play beach volleyball. What, what war could you want right? right. so 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 but um, we were checking in uh, and um, there was a woman from Venezuela that was was coming in the dark trying to find her room. and she spoke only Spanish and I had a conversation with her and I told her how to get to her room. and I got to my room. And my friend who was who taught Spanish was mm-hmm. a Spanish native said, Well, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. I said I don't. She said you just told her how to get to her room. I said, I said no, I didn't. And then she repeated what I said. I said, Oh my gosh, you're right. Wow. And I had this other experience once when a friend of mine, when I worked at the Theosophical headquarters in Wheaton, Illinois, knocked on my door one night, and um, and said um, something to just something to you like, Hey, you there? And I, I started talking to him in Spanish. And, and he came in the room and he said, "Oh, well, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. And I said, I don't, Jose. He said, this is what you said. I said, oh my gosh. So I think that we all probably have occasional flashbacks of having been someone else. You know, what about all these children? You know, They can walk up to a piano without right. any education in, in a piano and play it. Or, better yet, they can play some um, written music, a composition, that they had never studied or heard before. How do you explain that?
0: Past Lives explains it. Yeah. And it's also prevalent also, um, like in Buddhism, like when the Rinpoches or, or the teachers die, you yeah. know, they go out and they look for... He, first, I think they laid a fire and they travel in the direction of the smoke. And yeah. then they go and he talk to all the children until they find one that can identify some of the objects of the original monk that yeah. passed away. And then they bring him back to the monastery and he starts his life all over again.
1: Very true. It's a good example. And, um, and you know, in Tibetan Buddhism, they believe in... Uh, in uh, 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 Buddhist yoga, prayer yoga, where they go and they explore in these meditations. It's actually like dream. It's dream dream meditation. And they explore their life, their past, and their future. And, I, you know, something happened when we were trying to publish the Stroll Past Lies. It happened with, at the publisher. And it had to do with the Dalai Lama. Your story is so spot on. Uh, I I tell a little thing in in the in the scroll which you didn't find because they edited it out. <laughs> yeah, we were censored by the printer, and and I told the story of how the Dalai Lama in Tibet would be chosen, and it was just as you described. You know, that they they would uh, they would look for the next Dalai Lama, but what they would do in this case is the high lamas in Tibet would go throughout the area looking for children and interviewed them at length to find the one that had intimate knowledge, detailed information known only to the previous Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. The idea was the Dalai Lama would put his consciousness into a child right then and there in Tibet. And, well, <clears throat> they've done this 14 times now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Will they do it 15 times? Dunno, because, you know, um, doggone, here I go into politics again. But the only place on Earth we could find with a, a press that could print one continuous long string of parchment-like paper was a print shop in China. And they have a funny law that prevents people from, in print, mentioning the Dalai Lama. Because he's considered not only a spiritual leader mm-hmm. in Tibet, but a political leader. Yeah, and his mm-hmm. name is Vervotin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he actually stepped down. I know from that role, but they still have that law.
1: Yeah, so they and you know, I said, well, you know, uh, heck, you know. First of all, I said you can't name the Dalai Lama. I said I didn't. I just, I just described how they named them. They said you can't do that either. You can't talk about it. You You, you, you can't be mentioned in print. I said, well, you know. So I just, you know, go ahead and let it go. He said, no, they'll close the print shop. The government will close the print shop. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, we'll print somewhere else. He said, where? else can you print <laughs> oh yeah we, we can't print the next seven somewhere else we have to yeah so they said well okay we got to think what, what we can do so we took out three paragraphs so i vowed then and there that every time i talk about the scroll past lives mm-hmm. i would tell the story because we had to take out those three paragraphs
0: wow well i guess you're right about the censorship <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you got to experience it just firsthand.
1: I thought, you got to be kidding. You know, somebody's going to censor a thing about past lives. Well, gosh, I mean, good thing I wasn't writing this in, uh, I don't know, you know, 12, 1256 or something. I'd be burned. <laughs> yeah. Set fire to that man. No,
0: nobody wants that. I hope it never goes back to that extent. Yeah. That was horrible.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But, uh...
0: So you had mentioned... Um, you know, how we as humans always think in this linear way, you know, yeah. you know yeah. we're, we're born, we live, we get old, we die, and you know, yeah. that's it. You know, one of the things I've been reading about, and, and you've written a book about it, is about manifesting. And yeah. the way I've been kind of understanding this, though, is like really to it's kind of like stepping out of side of the linear thinking and saying, okay, well, now I'm outside of this. And I have all these possibilities. Yeah. And then I can just set my attention on whatever possibility I want to head to. Yeah. Is that yeah.
1: is that how it works? Well, I th- I think what, what people don't realize is your thoughts have power. Mm-hmm. They can move things. I mean, they really have power. And I know some people, you know, have power. They can move objects with their mind. But we all have this sort of power. And, 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 and what it is, is we have... Um, uh, this electromagnetic thing inside of us, this, this 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 spirit, this intelligent consciousness. And this consciousness, you know, then will allow us to direct our thought power with form. And we think, well, that's crazy. You know, thoughts don't have form. You, you can't see them. They don't go in any direction. Well, that's sadly what most people think. They think these thoughts in your head are just bouncing around like a pinball in the in the, in the in the in the little metal ball never drops it anywhere. It just keeps popping around. There's no direction. But if you think about it, uh, our thoughts do have impact. And sometimes you can hear people thinking, or you can sense their thinking even across the world. You know, like we know when, when someone's going to call, or or when someone's lost or needs your help. We can sense this. You know, it's like a nonverbal communication. Animals have it. And, and and then if you think that thoughts don't have form, well, then how does that explain how some people can look at one's aura and look at the colors emanating? Some are mental thoughts. Some are thoughts of love. Some are things, thoughts of emotion. You know, some are very spiritual. You know, they'll and they'll assume different colors and a different a different wave pattern, of vibration. And they look just like waves emanating from you. And moreover, if you work at it, you can get better and better each day at projecting your thoughts with accuracy. You know, and could you think of where you, what you want to do, what you want to call you to project it, but it's so important in, in, in the, in the process of real manifesting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of, of actually manifesting that it's already happened. Because if you don't believe it can happen, you don't, you don't make the, the ball tight enough. You see, it's mm-hmm. loose. It just dis- dissipates. And a lot of our thoughts are just like, they're just like vapors that don't, they go out and they don't really go anywhere. You know? So group thought is very powerful, right. very powerful. You know, I mean, when someone's sick, everybody prays for that person, sends loving thoughts, or or, or sends um, or, uh, best wishes. You know, and just thinking of that person, that group thought, that collective consciousness uh, can 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 change things. It can actually change things. Mm. I really believe that, and 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 until people believe that their thoughts have power they will not have as much power as they should have and could have and and, and it it's also a matter of becoming responsible for your thoughts because your thoughts your, thought, your thoughts are powerful and they hurt people <laughs> you know and if you think angry thoughts and you know you just kind of let them bounce off the wall and everybody gets sprayed it's like it's like <laughs> going into a room with a gun and just spraying everyone, you know, and everybody gets bulleted, you know. And and, and if you target somebody and you send them evil, evil thoughts, you say, well, it was just a thought. It didn't really hurt them. People get headaches that way. Mm-hmm. That's what a curse is. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like if you go back to old medieval grimoires, you know, they're still talking yeah. about the same exact thing that you and I are talking about now.
1: Yeah, yeah. They just give it that nice name and they called it magic. Mm-hmm. Well, it is magic. Whenever you take energy and you use it to transform things or you rearrange the energy in a certain way, that is magic, you know. So, I mean, cooking is magic, you know. <laughs> any Trans- Transformation is magic. And We're talking about taking a thought in your head and projecting it mm-hmm. with impact and accuracy. And that's that's magical. Right. Everything we do then is magical. This podcast
0: yep. is a magical act.
1: It, well, it is, yeah.
0: It didn't exist until we thought of it and decided to hop on Zoom and record it. That's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, everything that exists began with a thought first.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Why do you so think they, it's so hard, though, for us to control the thoughts, to direct the intention? Like, if everybody could do this, then wouldn't you think, like, everybody in the world could be happy and have what they want?
1: Well, I think there are certain laws that operate over this. Mm-hmm. It, it has to fit the kind of what's sometimes called the common good, you know. If, it, if, it, if it's going to create – you can send destructive thoughts. I mean, the Nazis did this all the time. They would get groups together and they would have evil chants and evil songs and do evil things. And, and this, this collectively brought about evil change. You know, just, just the thoughts in, in themselves, let alone the deeds, the actions. But um, those dark thoughts don't, don't hold up, you know. It doesn't build anything because mm-hmm. everything in, in the creation wants to build to evolve, and transform into something bigger and better. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in a constant state of evolution into something bigger and better, and and and, and so if if it's just a petty personal gain, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would like to win a lot a lottery ticket, um, yeah. you might get some of the numbers right, you know, but, you know, but um, you, you're not going to get them all right, you know. It, it just doesn't work that way. Um, not everything, not every, not everything you desire will fits the fits the pattern. And if there's a divine plan, there's a pattern, and if it if it's against the pattern, it's just not going to. And, and then then we have to remember too, that when we send a, a thought, it's communication, mm-hmm. and and you need a sender. A, a, a vehicle to send it. You you need a message and a willing receiver. If you don't have a willing receiver at the other end, it's not going to happen. Mm. See, so it 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 has to it has to fall on good ears, figuratively or or, or specifically good ears. Mm. You know, so not everything we want in life will will be met with a positive response.
0: That makes sense. You know, I, I can look back. Like when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a rock star. However, yeah. probably if I had succeeded at that, I wouldn't be here now doing this because I probably would have just went crazy with drugs and partying and that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense because, I mean, I, I like what you said about the universe. The universe, the energy, it wants to evolve. It doesn't want to be it, – it, it might be self-destructive to a certain point, but then it's only going to, it's going to stop because its core thing is evolution and growing and creating. Exactly. So
1: you think of us as as, as consciousness that is descended through the waves of evolution, through the waves of emanation from above so below, that we are um, here... From cosmic consciousness or universal consciousness, and then why does universal consciousness want our individual consciousness here, in in this this kind of like, kind of almost fixed reality, mm-hmm. you know, this, this 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 energy in 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 temporal suspension, that we call, you know, physical hard reality, which really is is also evolving and. Will eventually become pure energy, and and it, it it can only be that that each one of us contributes toward a greater universal understanding through each conscious experience we have. Mm. So, therefore, each one of us is important. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Is it? <clears throat> Interesting that like, how these, you know, the thoughts themselves. Like, you know, I would say like like ninety five percent of my thoughts, at least up until recently, were junk, or just garbage that I didn't even realize I was thinking, you know. And then, so first for me is like I had to become aware of that and find a little bit of a counter to it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah I mean most people are just reactionary
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know I keep thinking that we're like uh we're like little bugs caught in a spider web we think we have this ultimate control over our destiny because we can jump up and down or we can wiggle side to side or go back and forth, but we're really not moving very far i mean we're we're kind of like and we've done this to ourselves you know we we've kind of boxed ourselves into this limited uh, View of things which is three dimensional and and linear, and, and 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 we we have no faith in any anything other than our five physical senses. If you can't see it, taste it, or feel it, or hear it, it doesn't exist, you know. But there's something greater. You just brought it up. It's awareness, mm-hmm. the, the the inner self, the inner you. Once you get to know this wonderful person who lives inside you, and let it out. Is uh, willing to explore things with much greater uh, perception than your five physical senses. This is your, your 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 awareness, and and it will it will see things with new eyes, and hear with new ears, that we could never perceive physically through just our you know physical sensations. I mean, living just as physical beings is so limiting. I mean, we're we're like, we're all like amoebas out there just bopping around. We're like, we're caught in that pinball machine just bopping around in reaction to every wall we bounce into and saying, oh, life is difficult. Life is difficult. It's like, well, get out and, you know, move around a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what happens. Yeah, we get stuck. But then every once in a while, something will jar us. And we jump yeah. out of that. And we look around and go, oh, shit. Look at all these other... Things that I didn't notice before. And sometimes we get sucked back into a box and back in and out in and out of it, it seems like.
1: And and you know, the so called New Age didn't help us a whole lot. I mean it gave the idea that you could go to a seminar or or read a book, this crazy brashler guy. And you read a book and and, and, and you go to a seminar and you take I, people they write all these notes. I think can they read it when they get home? I don't know. And and they think, Well, now we got it, you know, and it's like it's a quick fix, you know, but, but, but it isn't, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to work for this. It's a journey. It, it's a great journey. And there's going to be pain with growth. It's until, so someone can't say, here it is, there it is, it's all written out for you. There right. it is. Yep.
0: And that's one of the weird things about it, too, because it's such a simple explanation and way of doing it, you know, but it's. It seems to be like the only people who really can use it or even notice it are people who, I don't know, have really strived for that kind of understanding and knowledge. Yeah,
1: and, and people that are, are brave enough to get out there and, and, and take the journey and, and have these experiences, and, and they're difficult. You know, I mean, there's like, wow, when you're all alone on, on this path of discovery... There's going to be insights, but there's going to be like big danger. It's it's not safe, you know. You're leaving like like every hero's journey, you're leaving the known world behind to go where no one has gone before, which is on your your journey of discovery. It's difficult. You know, it's a lonely path. You'll see people along the way. They might help you, they might hinder you. Um, you know, you, you'll get help, you'll get you'll get a lot of challenges. You know, but only only through this discovery process, uh, the process of living and discovering and, and getting out there. And, and and this is this is this is freedom. And and the freedom comes from opening to your inner self and, and allowing it to explore, to see things with, with new eyes and new ears, and to actually enjoy the greater awareness. Mm.
0: That's definitely true. Definitely true. That's one of the reasons why I always like the tarot too, because it always it, it depicts that that journey, you know. And and yeah. it is it, evenly balanced too between, you know, some of the reasons the re you know, rewards or, or, or you know you know, moments of yeah. epiphany combined with the yeah. challenges. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you know the the tarot is is uh, it's related to the uh, the Sephiroth, which is you know mm-hmm. the path of life, uh, 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 the tree of life, and 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 working your way along the, the tree of life. I mean, there's many many sidebars, many Sephiroths to explore, and and it's an individual journey, and but I I love the tarot because you can just pick a card, you know, you can do like a one card you can do a three card draw. Mm-hmm. You can you can do uh, you can what I always do is to say, best two out of three <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep going, best two out of three. And then and then when all three are pretty much the same, I think like Quit screwing with it, Vaughn. This is what it's telling you. Now listen. Because you know the you know, it's it's you. I mean you you shuffle, you handle the cards, it's your inner self that's actually telling you something but it's spelling it out with the cards the magic isn't just in the cards the magic is in you right and 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 you know my favorite card of course the 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 journey card the guy in the chariot but 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 it's the fool the fool because the fool is he's willing to go on this journey of discovery uh with a great leap of faith you Mm -hmm. see him taking a big leap And he's got very little in his knapsack, right? He's got this. And because you you don't need much. I mean, everything you need is in you, you know? What do you need? A a P and b sandwich? That's it. You don't need much. So, you know, so, and and it's like Don Quixote, you know? The Mm -hmm. guy was blind as a bat, you know? But he was out there trying, you know? And And it's most people are afraid to try. And you have to have the uh, the innocence of a child, almost, to be that brave. You know, people as old as I am don't like to learn to ski because they might fall and get hurt. But you can learn to ski great when you're five years old. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's things that we can learn at this age that
1: I can learn at five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <So. laughs> how, did call, how did it call for the rescue team? <laughs> Not, But, you know, when I was young and skied, I never thought about being injured. I remember doing a head over heel. It's just a, you know, cannonball, like, skis me, skis me, just like, like ricocheting over and head, head over heels. And I'm thinking, like, I broke my skis. He said, someone said you're lucky you didn't break your legs. I so said, "That's no problem. I will just go get more skis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like learn to ski. That might be better." Um, well, but fearless—the fearlessness of youth—we mm-hmm. all we should try not to ever lose that.
0: Well, you know, I don't know if I had that when I was young, but now I have a, the fearlessness of getting old, because I'm like. No matter what I do now, I'm going to yeah. die anyway. Yeah. So why not try and see? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care.
1: Do you... <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think about death or birth the way I used to. I, For one thing, I think that nobody really dies. You just trans- no. transform into something. You know, it's just like opening a door and going to the next room. Say okay. Um, this is your hat. This is this is your this is your face. This is who you are. This is where you live. I said okay. <laughs> your papers are in order. Yeah. So you know, but most people, you know, we don't think right about death. Death is just a, a transition. You know. You know the the ancients understood this, like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the mm-hmm. Egyptian Book of the Dead they would prepare for death you know now we're looking at like conscious living and conscious dying you can't practice conscious dying unless you practice conscious living and most people are never really really awake we're just like sleepwalking through life so i think the sad thing is we're like we're mostly asleep you know mm-hmm. we're like zombies you know we're not really fully awake alive and we don't understand death you know we're just kind of like that poor guy inside the pinball machine, bouncing around, reacting.
0: At least some, like some people are. I mean, there's obviously people. I mean, whether like somebody like you or me, you know, how much we actually know. Like I don't know how much I know though, because I haven't stepped outside. But you know, I do see <laughs> a lot of people going through unnecessary suffering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And people suffer for so many reasons. You know, we think like physical suffering. But there's so many ways people suffer. We all, we all, there are many, many ways. I, and I think all people, all people suffer. Yeah. It's it's the one thing we have in common. So we should be sympathetic, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think that would be a, motivi- a motivation for us to work together rather than fight with each other.
1: Right, 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 right. So, I mean, it's almost the human condition the life is difficult, you know. It mm-hmm. It is, you know, because it's a journey. Journeys are difficult. Growth is difficult. You know, it's not meant to be easy. It wasn't supposed to be easy. I don't think any of us would have come here if it was easy. We'd be up there with all the beautiful people listening to heart music, which can be <laughs> beautiful, which can be nice, but like, oh, I don't know. Day and night, 24-7, you know. Hmm.
0: Have you ever had like a near death experience?
1: No. No. I mean I, I have in I guess you would say out of body experience gone beyond this reality and I've seen I've seen other levels of creation which might be considered heaven. I think I've seen heaven. I think I've walked beyond heaven. I've seen the emanation of souls. I've seen where souls are formed. I've seen where the river of light is shot down. You know, I've walked across bridges. Um. You know, and what struck me in, in all of that was these people are just, they're doing a job too. You know, the people that send out new souls, the people, that the guy that sends out the river of light, you know, I mean, it, it's these are all, you know, everybody is like, you know, doing, playing a part, you know? And it's like, there is no, there is no, like, there is no end in this. This is an endless life journey we're on. It, it will never, ever end, ever, because energy never ends. I mean, long after this planet is gone, you and I will be somewhere yeah, as I've... consciousness, as consciousness, we might not have these wonderful bodies. We might look like swamp creatures. or bubble will be somewhere. You see, it doesn't really matter. It's just a, it's just a a vehicle we're in now. It's like when my old jeep finally gave up. It's it's like like the jeep still had a heart. It still had a soul, but the old body was just all rusted out.
0: From <laughs> <laughs> well, one jeep owner to another. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I said, I said, you know, hang in there, Jeep. Pretty soon, you'll be transformed into razor blades or something. It'll be good. It'll be good.
0: Yeah. Um, how did you have those vi- those type of visions or journeys? Did, did you do it through meditation?
1: Through meditation, I would program them, and, and I do the same thing with visualization. It's like I I, I, I visualize a slate, and I, I draw on the slate exactly what I want to experience where I want to go and then you know I have the before I go to sleep or if I go into a a, a meditation there will be the 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 suggestion that I I take that back and I I analyze the slate what I've painted or drawn there as a roadmap where I'm going to go and and it's like I know where it is you know, my soul knows where it is, and it's just a matter of letting you know my the, my inner spirit leave the body to go there. You know, he doesn't. It doesn't need GPS tracking. Mm-hmm. Your spirit will know where you want to go. It knows so much more than you do or I do. You know, it's like if the people that say they oh they can't leave their body or they can't you know do any of this you know they can't meditate or project thoughts and it's like. They keep it all bottled up inside them, literally. It's because they, 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 they are so sure that this pocket calculator brain of theirs holds all the information they have. And it holds just a little bit. It's like a little calculator that can do plus <laughs> and minus, you know? And it, all it does is just stores the memories of this life. And it doesn't even analyze them very well. We're all confused. But inside you is this perfect little computer called your spirit and it knows exactly where it needs to go it just needs to be let free and it just it it it, it hurts me it aches me that people are afraid to meditate or have an of body experience or to in any way get in touch with their inner self
0: mm-hmm. me too because it, it's such a I i've had a near-death experience you know i've had experiences as a young man with psychedelics uh, i've had experiences through going on meditation retreats you know i've used binaural beats i've tried all, done all kinds of remote viewing and wow. um it, it's incredible like, like one thing i know for sure is
1: i'm not this body no 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 I, I think of this as like we're like hermit crabs. And eventually this, this, this shell won't be right for us. You know, it just won't be, you know. And uh, we'll just have to find a new one. Mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. No, it I w- doesn't. I would like to come back as an NFL quarterback, but... <laughs> 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 they, get, they, get, they get concussions, so careful what you ask for.
0: Hmm. I don't know what it'll come back as...
1: I always think as probably in a
0: past life I was probably a pirate. I don't know why. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I get a lot of good sea adventures. Yeah, maybe that's maybe I was just. They always find treasure, right?
0: Drifting around. Yeah. Adventure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, then I think too, you know, like the whole idea of you want to come back as a person. You know, I think that's the comfort thing. People would come back. Something that feels comfortable to them, but I wouldn't mind being a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that one of your
0: past lives was an extraterrestrial on Venus, and that's why you gave that answer? Absolutely.
1: I mean, I don't talk a lot about aliens because I mean, I have the same feeling I do uh, about poisonous snakes. Mm-hmm. I don't bother them; they don't bother me. So I've I've seen I've seen UFOs up close, pretty close, twice. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to get all excited about it because, you know, they never come to house and have tea with me, so, <laughs> so they're really not part of my life, are they? Right. So, but, but I, but I do think that all of us, at one time, very likely lived somewhere else, and or, or very likely will live somewhere else. You know, I do believe that. I, I do think that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, or maybe vice versa. But mm-hmm. you know, I lived on Venus. I might have been a woman, so. I don't know.
0: One of the things I wondered too about the planetary planet things is, people will say, "Well, the planet is not habitable for 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 life," but then we got to define. Well, but if we're defining life as a conscious experience, is possible maybe that life on Venus doesn't really need a body.
1: Well, a you know, we're form. looking we're looking at looking at at all life as is, is our self is the perfect template, the only template. Right. Of what life can be, you know. And and as I understand it, our astronauts have already brought back things that indicate, I mean, I'm not saying they brought back living organisms, but indications that there could be different types of life that have existed. You know, and these might be planets, you know, near us that we, that have gone, you know, extinct of life Mm -hmm. uh, that we once lived on. But there are so many places to live. You know, there's an infinite number of possibilities. Actually, if you want to be technical, there's an infinite number of possible realities that each one of us can experience. Mm -hmm. There's nothing limited about it. It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? (laughs) Yet the material reductionists, you know, they'll say, well, now you can look out there, we can count them and line them up, and it's, yeah, that's the way we do everything. We weigh it, we measure it with the tape measure, you know, and then, then we understand it. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, 100 stupid monkeys trying to figure out how to make something move, you know? It's like, they all grab it and pinch it and push it, you know? But, you know, things aren't, we, 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 we have a funny way of defining how things are. You know, and it's based really on our five physical senses, mm-hmm. our linear way of thinking, and our three-dimensional reality. And and really, there's no reason for us even to have a three-dimensional reality or a linear, you know, perception, or be limited by our five physical senses. But that's what most people... Uh, it's like a default position. We just keep defaulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I think do you think that are you one of those people that believe that we're
0: going to wake up out of this and become more conscious beings and go through some type of
1: awakening? Well, like hell at heaven's gate, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that, that didn't work out for them. No, um, you know it, it. It could be very possible that when we're sleeping, we're awake, and when right now we're True. we're sleeping, yeah. I mean, that's as close as I could come to answering your question. Not really an answer. No, but we don't. We don't. We don't know what is what it. Which is which is real? You know, we have the sense of of, of um, moving reality. It becomes part of your your functional reality. And there you say, well, you know, I can touch it, feel it, smell it. Mm-hmm. You know, hold it in my hands. and, You know, weigh it. <laughs> it it's real. You know. But it's like, really? Really? You know, that's, that's not it, you know. Because everything here is, is, is transmutable. I mean, anything can be liquefied or burnt, you know, mm-hmm. or turned into pure energy, you know. We can change the physical structure of anything on Earth to another physical form. Um, so nothing is as constant as we would like to think.
0: That's true. And that's just the physical form. And it's even more seems to be more malleable in a non physical form, like in a dream state.
1: Yeah, in a dream state. So that's, I mean, you know, that's why, like, the, the second scroll we wanted to do was lucid dreams, because I think when people can learn to do effective dream work, they can go anywhere, they can explore their past lives or even their future lives. Because in the dream state, outside your body as spirit, as pure spirit, non-physical being traveling outside your body, then there is no uh, sense of time or space as we commonly think of it. It You know, the here and now just doesn't exist. I mean, you can go anywhere, anytime, even to parallel realities and in, in, in universes. You can go into the past, and into the future. There's, there's no up, there's no down in a dream. It's, it's completely, it's completely accessible. Mm-hmm. It's the multipass. <laughs> 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 i <may> have multi multipass. <laughs>
0: and everybody dreams. There's yeah, no way yeah, around yeah. it, man. You're doing it every night. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether you remember it or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the ancients used to dream, you know, um, they would do dream work as early back as ancient Sumer, the Assyrians, uh, Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, all the way up to the pre-Christian Irish. I mean, everybody, everybody, you know, did dream work, you know, uh, in 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 shamanic cultures, they do dream work, you know. It, it, it's part of, 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 of the mysticism uh, in Eastern spiritual science to do dream work, you know. And and the dream work is to actually explore in your dreams. Who am I? Where wh- where did I come from? Where am I going? You know. And these are big questions, you know. And they're accessible in your dreams. And, and, and you can program your dreams to actually... To return to them and and, and and continue continue the the same dream uh, in the same place, the same the same um, uh, theme, mm-hmm. and 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 you you can actually uh, discover who you are. I mm-hmm. think. But dream dream work is has always been very popular. You know, you go back to the Egyptians and so forth, you know, thousands of years ago, they would actually have dream temples and they would do dream work where you would go there like a spa and you'd have an attendant. They would give you a towel, I suppose, and they'd lay you down and then they'd give you like a quiet place, a safe place to be, which we would say like a nice place to meditate. Mm-hmm. And, and you go into a dream state, and you would explore these things you know the Assyrians used to actually plan out the kings would plan their battles and their future moves based on their dreams they would they would encounter these situations in their dreams and uh and and they would have a a vision of where where they should be going and and so it is with shamans you know in in the, the dreamwalker uh tradition or the spirit walker tradition, they go into like a trance. They go back into the past and they watch the ancestors. They hear what they have to say. They go into the future to see what the future holds for their people. But this can only be done out of body. Hmm.
0: Wow. So when is the next scroll coming
1: out? It just came out. uh, Lucid Dreams just came out and um yeah i i'm really big on this whole idea of getting people used to lucid dreaming get get past the idea of these common fretful dreams that we have where you're tossing and turning and having these crazy dreams you dream about things that happened yesterday or 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 wait for you tomorrow and these are like these are like sleepless night dreams you know yeah um, that's not the kind of dream that we're talking about when we talk about lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is a dream that's insightful. It's focused. It's instructive. Uh, it's a dream of discovery. They're very vivid, and you say "Wow" when you wake up. You say that was, that was real. That was what people say. That was real. That wasn't just in my head. That was way out there
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then you know you can program these dreams and then you can actually return to them and i think this is the way for many people to explore their past lives and in uh, and, and future possibilities dream working
0: i'm gonna to have to get this scroll and try it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you know how to work the scroll, you hold it in one hand and then you hold it. So you have two hands and you have two scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> and you never have to turn the page, right? You no, nope. you're always you know, rolling yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah, it's much easier. Books are passe. Yeah,
0: they are. They're out of date.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the the other thing, you know, it's like a book will get like. um you know worn you know a, a subject to like weather and and sun and you know and temperature and these scrolls are in they're in, in a, an encasement you know they're encased and then you put the two of them inside a, a plastic case um i i don't know why we didn't start doing this sooner i don't know either it's
0: brilliant <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, thanks for coming on. man i'd love having you you're such a great guest
1: oh, yeah thank you look we'll talk about lucid dream one of these days yeah (laughs) that'll be fun yeah
0: definitely so um before we wrap it up where's the best place for my listeners to find you and find your scrolls
1: well um i hide so i'm hard to find but the uh the scrolls aren't hard to find um they're on amazon and um and you can get them on Barnes and Noble, even Barnes and Noble online mm-hmm. or their stores, or their independent bookstores. I understand they're putting them in game stores <laughs> and gift <laughs> stores. I don't know. Strange, isn't it? Um, and you can put them in drugstores because you can't put cigarettes there anymore. No. <laughs> but 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 yeah, they're they're in bookstores, and you can get it online. And and as far as you know, being on like your show or or, or where I'm going to go, like oh conference or, or sometimes I do like well, workshops'll i be doing one in uh, Chicago in uh, October uh, maybe something in New York in the summer you know those are um, those are all reported on the uh, author page mm. at Amazon Amazon but Amazon you go to my funny little picture of me sitting on a rowboat <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you click on it and it says oh what he's doing So other than that, you can come to my my Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's Facebook uh, V Brashler. It's the V. V for victory. You know, what was it? You know, Richard Nixon. Yeah, V for victory. Peace. So that's what he was trying to say. Couldn't figure out what he was trying to say. I think it was was V for victory.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Ah, if you come up to New York, you have to let me know. That's my neck of the woods. I'll so come up and hang out with you.
1: Yeah, I'd say I want to go, to, I want to go back to uh, the Omega Institute. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go there again. Yeah, because they let me use the kayaks. <laughs> 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 Even though I'm deadly on kayaks, they let me go. <laughs> All
0: right. So... um It's been a pleasure having you, and I'll put a link to your books on Amazon, and if you want I'll put a link to your Facebook page in too, and um, it's been great having you. Thanks. Take care. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, play the outro. Thank you for
2: listening to everything. You can reach Gary at EverythingImaginable2020.com or message him at EverythingImaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon, and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. If you loved what you listened to today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Again, thank you for listening to everything imaginable with Gary Cochiglio.